Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the first team NFL draft and college football podcast, bringing you all a little bit of insight into some of the top football players across the country. Of course, we are deep into the scouting portion of summer. So we've been diving into position groups, just got finished up with some of the offensive linemen. I've already worked through defensive linemen. And one player that I wrote his name down several times, I got Mr. Dayon Hayes on with me, who's a star defensive end out of Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh, who quietly has been putting out some dogs. Or not so quietly. I mean, they just had a kid that went top 20 first round in Kalijah Kansi. So I guess it's not too quiet. But Deslin and a bunch of other dudes that have been just going to be playing in the NFL over the last couple of years, I think Dayon has a chance to have a big 2023 season and to be the next in the line of that. So, Dayan, I really appreciate you again, man, being super flexible with me. We're getting super, super close to the start of training camp and getting ready to the season, man. How's everything been going? And w- welcome to the show. I appreciate you for hopping on. Appreciate you for having me on, man, definitely. Yeah. Took us a minute, but I'm, but I'm on. Uh, everything been going well. We just been doing uh, lifting, doing a lot of running, lifting, just getting ready for camp. That started on August 1st, so. Yeah. It's been good. I'm ready to play football, man. I'm tired of lifting. <laughs> I hear you, man. Uh, that's that's the way I was, too. I'm just like, mm-hmm. all right, training camp's cool and everything, bonding, talking with the team, a lot of good stuff. But let's get back to football at some point. And I know that you got. I mean, what Coach Narduzzi and what you guys have been doing under Pitt over the last few years, I mean, it's just a myriad of consistency. I mean, I, I feel like the one thing you can always depend on Pitt's is you always are always going to be a tough, hard-nosed team that – no team wants to play against, to be honest. I mean, like if I if I was if I was a team that was had you on the schedule, I'd be like, oh man, we got to play Pitt this week. We're all going to get beat up, even if we win. You know what I mean? Like it's just going to be one of those games. So, Dan, I know originally though you're a Pittsburgh guy originally, and I know yeah. you went to Westinghouse. So I'm sure the allure of Pitt Panther football is something that you obviously have known for a long time. But just kind of take me through a little bit of the recruiting and, and how ultimately you ended up with the Pitt Panthers. Well, uh, recruiting, uh, actually, a lot of people wanted me to leave my high school because they ain't really, nobody really did it where I was at in the city league in a long time, in like over 25, 30 years. So I kind of like thought in my mind, like, I'm going to break that. And I'm going to break it and just make sure I stay in the city and get the offers and get everything everybody else is getting inside the city instead of leaving. So that's how I really felt about coming out pick because, you know, everybody had Ohio State, all the you know, I had some top schools, Penn State, Texas A&M, but I'm like, I might as well just come to Pitt and build with them instead of going somewhere and being another number. So that was my mindset. Well, and, and I, I went through kind of your high school background a little bit, and I saw some crazy stuff, like 23 and a half sacks as a senior and almost yeah. 50 sacks over the last two years. It's no surprise. Yeah. It was kind of coming at you, man. I mean, yeah. ultimately, though, just kind of looking back on the decision, to be able to stay at home and to be a part of this program. How thankful are you that you made that decision, kind of looking back at it several years from now? Man, I'm glad I did it. I ain't going to lie because I actually had a daughter in high school. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, I had a daughter in high school. That was a big, actually a big uh, 
a big thing for me. So I'm like, if I, do I want to leave and be on only see her for a couple holidays or just stay here and be able to see her whenever I can type, whenever I have any type of free time. So I'm like, I might as well just stay out pit. I love Coach Dudes and P, and the D line's killing, so why not? Exactly. No, I mean, I mean, Coach Partridge especially has been, I mean, he's been one of the consistencies in pit football for a long time. So I, I don't, I don't fault any defensive lineman to be one to play, play for the Pitt Panthers. You guys have been doing a lot. And congratulations on the daughter, man. I got two now, yeah. and it is uh, fatherhood's yeah. a wild ride, man. It so I, I give you all the credit. I don't know how you do it, though, man. I mean, because I've been just yeah. in the working world now. I don't know how you manage being a student athlete and being a father, but hats off to you, sir. Hats off it's to hard, you. Hard, you know, it's hard, but God got me. God yeah. got me. No doubt about it, man. Well, Dad, I want, I want to ask you about that defensive line tradition that you guys have there. I mean, I mentioned Kalijah. We had Deslin down at the College Ground Showcase last year. Obviously, he was a fantastic football player. But, I mean, you could work back to the Aaron Donalds of the world and the Jabal Sheards of the world and a lot of great defensive linemen that have actually obviously come out of pit recently, too, not just kind of, you know, full circle. So talk to me a little bit about being a part of that tradition, man. You mentioned staying home at Pitt and being a part of it with Coach P, but how much does it mean to you to be the next in line of great defensive linemen at Pitt? You know, I ain't going to lie. Like, once again, like here, you're going to always be remembered here. It's different. Like here, it's a, it's a hardworking city, hardworking place. So for you to make it out of here, you got to be a hard worker, and that's the line I'm following. I just want to work hard, do everything right, stay off the list, and just keep taking it day by day. That's my goal. Because I think this is my year. Yeah, I, I think it is too. And I wanted to ask because, I mean, you came in as a highly recruited kid, but you came in during the 2020 COVID year, right? So mm-hmm. that that was a little bit of a funky one, right? I mean, I, yeah. I, I know that you got to play some football games, obviously. I think you played in five games as a freshman. But what was that like just kind of coming in during that COVID year and, and with like all the I mean, back and forth? I mean, ACC actually did a great job kind of working through everything. But like there was moments where we're just kind of like, is there even going to be college football in general? Just kind of figuring yeah. that stuff out. Man, me coming in 2020 was wild, man. We was doing interviews, like coaching meetings on Zoom. Like, it just was crazy. So, I like, I looked at that year as just me trying to learn as much as I can because it was just a wild year, wild stadium, no fans. I just tried to learn as much as I can. I played a little bit, did something a little bit. So, I was happy with that. But that was wild. But it's a to me, it's a uh, there's pros and cons to it. Like, I get an extra year. But then the older guys come back. But actually, I learned a lot from Pat and Weave. So they were here in my first year. So I'm glad they really that helped me because they came back, taught me some stuff. They both all Americans, all per, I mean all Americans got drafted. So I definitely learned a lot from them. Definitely. Yeah, we had Patrick Jones on the podcast when he was coming out as well. He was a fantastic player that year for Pitt. I mean, he was one of my favorite guys. So let me ask you this, Dayan, because. I actually love a couple offensive linemen that you guys have coming back. I mean, Matt, yeah. I, I know he's been playing left, right. He's been kind of all over the place. But yeah. you guys had, you know, Warren last year. You had Huey. You had a bunch of re- – you've had some really good offensive linemen too. What's it like and how beneficial is it to be able to play against that group every single day? Because there's a lot of NFL guys on that offensive line obviously too. Man, I ain't going to lie. I hope this is definitely definitely our advantage. It definitely is. We go against Warren uh, – What's his name? Carter Warren. Too. He was he was a beast. It was hard to get sacks on him in practice. It was crazy, but it got us better. Like that's why I'm glad I'm here. Cause once again, we he just got drafted. Now we got Matt. He finna get drafted. Then we got yep. Branson after him. So it's like I don't know why people don't want to come here. We got best of both worlds. 
Well, I was looking at the offensive line depth chart the other day, and I'm like, because you mentioned Branson Taylor. He's a massive kid. And then there's yeah. this this young kid. What is his name? Ryan Bear or something? Yeah, that's he's like bigger than him. <laughs> bigger than him. Oh, man. I'm like, where the heck they get all these kids, man? You fall in love with it, man. It's really a family atmosphere. Like People don't understand until you really get here. And that's what I be trying to tell people, man. It's just different. Definitely way better than Penn State, man. Yeah. I love to hear that, man. I love to hear that. Well, let, let me ask you about this offseason a little bit, man, because like we said, it's been a really crowded room, and I wrote your name down and your number down. I wrote 50 on the um, – I'm an old-fashioned with scouting, so like I have a notebook, and I wrote 50 on the side, and I just kept writing checks and minuses and all this good stuff. And Because yeah. I was honestly – I was watching Kalijah last year, yeah. and I just kept writing down number 50. I'm like, who's this kid? I need to kind of get him on my radar. And you have been really productive in the amount of time that you've gotten on the defensive line because you've been rotating heavy, obviously, over the last couple of years. Yeah. Some of those guys gone now, it does look like it is your time to shine. So talk to me about this offseason and preparing to be the guy potentially on this offensive, uh, this defensive line, excuse me. Yeah, uh, so my preparation for being a guy, like for my, my day is basically this is how my day goes. We wake up, uh, wake up an hour and a half before the lift. Go in, do hot tub, stretch, do some rehab, do some more stretching, then lift. Then after lift, watch film for 30 minutes. Then after film, go take a nap, go eat, go chill, and then come back around 6. Hot tub, stretch, film, then do it all over again the next day. And I've been really prepping my meals, so definitely eat before 8 and go to sleep by 9, 30, 10. So that's my goals. And that's how I've been prepping. Like It's it's really to keep everything the same because it's really who yeah. lasts the longest. Like That's whoever stays consistent the longest is going to win. That's what I've been learning since I've been here. And I ain't always been the most consistent the previous years. I always fell off. It's really harder to stay consistent during the season. That's the hardest time to stay consistent on, like, your routine. But that's my goal, to stay consistent, keep everything same time, same place, and to keep doing it, stacking. Well, and, and I know that I'm, I'm – I mean, obviously, I, I expect you and a couple of those corners and, and a few guys to really take that big step forward. Because, I mean, I, I know you guys have some dudes coming back on both sides of the ball, obviously, which is why I'm excited. But, Dayan, I am a little – I'm a little curious because we mentioned the defensive lineman you guys lost. You also lost Dennis, the middle linebacker last year, who was one of my favorite players in the draft. I had a higher grade than – actually, I think he ended up going in the third or fourth round, which I thought was a good spot for him. But he was a fantastic leader on that team. Safety number nine, whose name's escaping me, Brandon, right? Brandon, Brandon Hill, yeah. Brandon Hill, who I also really liked as an alley-filling safety. I really liked him a lot. So you guys lost a bunch of great players – I know Pitt, you can depend on. They're just kind of reloading and getting the next guys in type of thing. But yeah. what has this offseason been like for you, maybe from like a – from a not not confidence, but being being more of a leadership role type yeah. of thing this offseason? Yeah, this offseason definitely my mindset was to be like more serious, more – like I, I like to play, like I'm playful. So my mindset is just to be kind of more serious and kind of just guide the young guys along. Like each time I do hands, I'm trying to do it with a younger guy, yeah. Just to just to keep bring them along, just to keep having us, the pit, just stacking players, next man up, next man up, because we're gonna need a lot of people this year. Because last yeah. year, a lot of I don't know if a lot of people knew, a lot of us got hurt, D line yeah. man, a lot of people got hurt, and we we kept we kept going, and it just we ended the season off great. 
Yeah. I mean, you guys have had a ridiculous amount of sacks as a team over the last couple of years. Yeah. It was just, uh, I think two years, what was it? Two years ago, it was like 55 or something like that. I was like, that's a, just an insane number yeah. for college football. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let, let me ask you this, Dayan, because I know that this offseason, like I said, it, you lost a few players, but you also gained, obviously. The transfer portal allows you to bring in guys like Phil Dracovic, who I know is yeah. now going to be the starting quarterback, who's also a Pittsburgh guy originally, so I'm sure it's cool mm-hmm. to have him back home. What are the expectations around the room or around the building just of what you guys can accomplish this season, You know, as far as like goals that you have set? like What are the expectations for the team? Our expectations for the team is to get back to the uh, to get back to the championship, definitely the ACC championship. One night to go to the national, because man, a lot of people wrote us off because we lost a lot of players, you know. But definitely, they understand like we bringing a lot of people back. A lot of roles are still there, and a lot of young guys are gonna step up. So our our mindset is to win it all, and we definitely could. And I don't know why we can't. No, I don't think I don't I don't see why not either. I mean, Matt at offensive tackle is a guy that I absolutely love. Yeah. Your two starting corners back who are both excellent football players. Yeah. I mean, so yes. And Phil Dracovic, if he can stay healthy for you guys at quarterback, very talented kid. There's no doubt exactly. about that. So I let me ask you individually now. You know, we, we talked about this, you know, this looking like it could be your year, the big breakout type of thing. But what in your mind would make this a successful one for you individually? Are there numbers? Are there accolades? Like what, oh, what would make it a successful year for you? To my mindset, I yeah. think successful for me. 10 sacks, 10 TFLs. That's my goal. 10 sacks and 10 TFLs. That's how I'm looking at it. That's the goal. Well, that's great. And and let me ask you here, Dayan, because I know, you know, you came in in 2020, so you still have multiple years of eligibility if you you – choose to use it you know we'll see obviously what type of year you have and if you have that opportunity because obviously I think you're an NFL guy whenever you choose to make that decision but just kind of getting close to the end of your Pittsburgh career here and just kind of taking a step back and knowing that you potentially have the opportunity to play professional football and to carry that mantle and be the next step just how much of a blessing is that and just how long has potentially playing professional football been a dream for you? It's been a dream since I uh, was young, man, since I played Little League around five, six and stuff, man. It's just crazy. Like, I was just telling myself, like, a lot of stuff is going in the right way. Like, I'm about to get some insurance on my body. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's like I never expected all this to happen. Like, I mean, I did just see Collage. Like, when Collage and Harbor was getting it, I was watching them. I was in their meetings with them when they get the process through. And now it's my turn. It's just like, dang, I'm here. And my mindset is just don't fold. That's my mindset. Just don't fold. Can't fold, man. Can't let everybody down. So I got to win every day. I can't play. Well, and we already mentioned some of the big names, obviously. So for the people out there that follow Pittsburgh football or don't follow, make sure to get eyes on this defense this year. Number 50 defensive end, Deion Hayes, I think is going to be a big part of this success, continuing this great tradition of defensive linemen. Deion, I really appreciate you again, man. Only a few, a couple weeks out now okay. from training camp and everything's starting. Thank you so much for joining the show, man, and best of luck this season. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Have a good day. Hell to pit. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.